Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Hey everyone, welcome back to Make Money Behave with Maria Casillas. Before I get started, I'd like to give a special shout out to all of my change agents out there. You know who you are. You're the ones who are doing your best to make a positive difference, not only in your own circumstances, but also in the lives of others. So you've come to the right place to learn how to do that, especially when it comes to how to make that money behave. And I welcome you to the show. Listen, if you have not yet done so, if you could just take a minute to rate and review this podcast. I'd really appreciate it because it helps amazing people like yourself find the show and hopefully be able to take some of the tidbits of information that I bring to the show and really change their circumstances as well. So again, thank you. If you've already done that, I appreciate it. And if you have not, I appreciate you being willing to hit pause right now and doing that very thing. So today I want to talk a little bit about habit stacking. This kind of came up with an individual the other day and she was telling me, you know, I've tried some of these different tricks and I'm I'm really interested and intrigued by habit stacking, but I'm trying to figure out how in the world do I do that with my finances since I don't have any good habits when it comes to money. And that's a fantastic question. I think part of the problem is um, that people think that habit stacking means you have to stack new habits onto old financial habits when it comes to their money. And that's not necessarily true. So today I'm just going to tackle one small piece and use this as an example, walk you through a few steps on how to habit stack when it comes to saving. And hopefully this will um, resonate with you and you can try this little trick and this little hack and maybe actually start putting some money aside for yourself. That's one of the principles that I really think is important for people is to be able to pay yourself first. So many times when we get into this, um, you know, the whole idea of debt payoff and accumulation and all of that, we begin focusing so much on that one little thing that we forget to pay ourselves first. And even when you are not in the middle of paying debt, for example, you want to you know, increase your lifestyle, you want to have fun with your money. And by the way, if you've listened to any of the episodes that I've done in the past, you know that I'm all about that as well. But we can't forget to pay ourselves. Like I told my husband the other day, I said, I want to be in a position where we are living where it kind of feels like paycheck to paycheck in the sense that we're not just blowing money anytime we want to blow money. Uh, but at the same time, we we know that the reason we're living that way is because we are also doing some of the things that we want to for our future selves. So for example, we're putting money aside in our peace of mind fund, or we are um, funding the life insurance plan that we are, are doing. There are certain things that we want to be able to do with our money um, and then once we've done those things, then the leftover kind of feels not restricted, but it feels intentional the way I want it to do. And and that's important because we know that the reason it feels that way is not because we are living paycheck to paycheck, but it's because we are being intentional with every paycheck and paying ourselves first. So I, I, I know I kind of went off the reservation a little bit there, but I wanted to just tell you that this is something we are doing in our own lives right now. So it's not like just me speaking at you and not practicing what I preach. We actually are doing some of this stuff and we have not arrived 
Uh, in fact, I hope that if you have landed on the show the first time today, you're not assuming that I'm some arrived person who knows exactly what she's doing all the time and that, you know, I'm some self-proclaimed millionaire because I'm not. And I won't claim to be until we get to that point. But I'm just someone who is in the trenches and realizing some of the... Some of the connections between what I know about behavior change and money, and I'm putting those things into practice. And as I do that, I realize so many other people could benefit from that as well. So if you are, again, here for the first time, that's what you're listening to. And I welcome you to walk through this journey with me as we go along. So here's the thing. When it comes to your habits, there are certain things that you do every day, and they have nothing to do with money. So I'm going to just use coffee, for example. And don't worry, this is not where I'm telling you to stop buying coffee out, you know, at Starbucks or wherever your your place is. What I'm talking about is just the routine of making coffee every morning. So this has nothing to do with money, right? It is just finding a routine that you do already. And if you're not a coffee drinker, there's something else that you do. Maybe it's brushing your teeth. But the point here is to find something that you do every day anyway, and then we're going to build a good financial habit based on that particular routine that you do anyway, okay? So I'm going to give you about four or five steps. I think it's five steps that I'm going to give you today on how to start to pay yourself first because that tends to be, for a lot of the people who come to me, one of the most difficult things. They're like, look, I, <laughs> I have, I'm, I'm living paycheck to paycheck but, and I'm surviving, but I don't have any money left over at the end of the month. And I just don't know how to do that. Well, one thing that I want to teach people is to actually pay yourself first. So don't leave the leftover scraps for yourself. It's not cool to pay your electric bill, to pay your mortgage, to pay Netflix, to pay your creditors. It's not, And then at the end of the month, have nothing left over for yourself. What if instead we switch the paradigm a little bit and actually paid you first? Now, I know if you're like, oh, how is that even possible? I don't have any money over <laughs> left over at the end of the month. Well, that's because of this cool thing. I believe it's called Parkinson's Law, um, where the idea is that as human beings, we use that which we have available to us. And, and if we have less available to us, we amazingly find the way to make it work with those fewer resources. Let me use the idea of time real quick. If you have an hour to complete a task that would normally take about 15 minutes, you're probably going to take about an hour to complete that 15-minute task. But if you have 15 minutes to complete that 15-minute task, you're going to get that task done in 15 minutes. And that's just the way that, that we work. I think I did a podcast a long, long, long time ago about toothpaste. And it's the same concept. If you have a brand new tube of toothpaste... Chances are you're going to make a nice pretty ribbon on your toothbrush when you go to brush your teeth. But if you are at the end of that toothpaste and you are figuring out how to squeeze every last drop out of that thing, you're going to be able to brush your teeth on a very, very little toothpaste, right? And it's just because we use that which is available to us. So let's put this concept to use and use it to our advantage. If you know that you are able to make things work with a little bit less, then let's just set it up automatically so that you have less to work with. Now, that might sound a little bit, um, I don't know, it might kind of sound like that scarcity mentality, but that's not it at all. We're actually just 
transferring some money in a way that it's still going to be available to you, but it's going to be available to you in a different way so that it doesn't get squandered. Okay. So what we're going to talk about is your peace of mind fund. Now, if you are, again, tuning in for the first time, let me just tell you, this is just my way of looking at what is typically known as by other financial people as your emergency fund. And I just don't like the word emergency. Uh, (laughs) I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I know that emergencies come up, but I don't like focusing on it because I really believe that that which we focus on becomes. So I like focusing on peace of mind. Okay, so I don't have an emergency fund. I literally call this my peace of mind fund. And the the excitement for transferring that money actually it actually brings me more peace of mind rather than like, oh, I got the drudgery, right, of having to save for an emergency because who likes paying for emergencies? Nobody. Um, okay, so I'm gonna encourage you to take this five-step process if if saving money for yourself or or paying yourself first, if you will, has been a struggle for you, I just encourage you to try this. Just see what happens. And you're going to need to give it a good three to six months to really start to, to you know, ramp up. But what, I, what we're trying to do is get you into a habit of doing this and having it kind of be more of an automatic thing. And, and then you'll see how some of the, um, the psychology comes in here in just a few minutes, okay? So step one is super simple. You could do it as soon as you hit stop on this podcast. And step one is just to open your peace of mind fund. Call it whatever you want. If you want to call it your emergency fund, go for it. If you don't like peace of mind, um, call it something else. But I want you to open up a separate account that will allow you to transfer money automatically. Okay? All right. So step two is to set up an automatic transfer. Now, this is where it's hard to tell people what to do as I'm speaking to you know a mass amount of people because if I was working individually with you, I'd have a chance to kind of see your numbers and see what number is realistic for you. But I'm just going to throw out a number here and then you know I encourage you to either call me, do that free icebreaker uh, session that I talked about just by going to chatwithmc.com and schedule a, a free icebreaker there and we can actually look at your real numbers. But if you are just listening to this and you want to just tweak your own numbers, that's cool too. But the number I'm going to throw out, the suggestion I'm going to throw out is three to five dollars per day. Now, if you end up doing five dollars a day, that ends up being approximately $150 a month. But I don't want you to, that's the thing, I don't want you to freak out and go, there's no way I have $150 a month to save. Because the idea here is that it's just little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit. And when you are spending little bit by little bit by little bit, you're not thinking, for example, you know, I promise I wouldn't talk about the coffee, um, but for example, if you are the type of person who goes and buys a $3 coffee every day, you don't feel the effects of that because it's just $3 a day. So what we're doing is we're just, you know, er, tapping the brakes and going backwards on this so that you can use that, um, that approach of not feeling something but have it actually work to your advantage, okay? So this 3 to $5 a day, if you have an account that allows such small transfers, I think that's perfect. I think if you just say, you know, every day take $3 out of my account or $5 out of my account, just transfer that over, um, then you're gonna not really feel that. Now, 
In full disclosure, I have an account through discoverbank.com. The reason I have some accounts there is because A, they give a higher yield on savings accounts and B, they have a cashback debit. So I use them because I like to be able to get the advantages of cashback without necessarily using a credit card. And, um, and it just made sense to keep some savings accounts there. So my peace of mind fund is actually through discoverbank.com. And I think they pay like 1.5 or 1.7% um, annual yield on that, which is way higher than places like Chase or Wells Fargo or whatever. Anyway, um, discoverbank.com has a minimum transfer of $25. So when I set this up for myself, because again, I'm doing the things that I told you that, um, that I try to tell you here. So when I set my automatic transfer up, instead of doing $5 a day, I went ahead and chose $35 per week. And I just put the first transfer, you know, seven days from now, and I'm doing it that way. Now, if you feel more comfortable starting smaller than that, then maybe you could just do, you know, $5 a week um, or $25 a month or whatever. Um, <coughs> but again, if you have an account that allows you to do smaller amounts, I really think that you should do smaller amounts because that's what this is all about is, again, not feeling it along the way and then being able to see that build up slowly but surely. Okay, so that is step number two to set up an auto transfer of anywhere from three to five dollars a day or tweaked according to um, your bank rules and according to what you're actually going to be just slightly uncomfortable with. Um, because there's no change, no real change happens in their comfort zone. So we want to stretch that a little bit and just be a little bit uncomfortable. Step three is to print out a monthly calendar. I know this sounds a little odd, uh, but I just want you to have one piece of paper dedicated to a month that you're going to hang up somewhere. It could be on your refrigerator. It could be on the mirror um, in your bathroom, somewhere that you're going to see on a regular basis. In fact, what I would do is... Um, do it according to what habit you're going to do here in number four, and you'll see what I mean by that. So just print out the monthly calendar. My printer has one where you can just print out a regular monthly calendar. Uh, you could just go to probably templates and print out you know, February or March or whatever and just print it out um, that way. If you find a really cheap calendar somewhere else where it's just the monthly stuff, you could just use that. But the idea is here that this will be a dedicated piece of paper. It is not your regular planner, Okay. Okay, um, step four is to choose an existing habit that you're doing anyway every day. Now, this is where I told you several minutes back that we're not necessarily going to have to um, stack this habit onto a, an existing money habit. This is where, um, you know, if you drink coffee every day and you make your coffee in your kitchen, like you wake up and that's the first thing you do is go to your kitchen uh, to make some coffee, then that would be a habit that I want you to use in this scenario. Or, or perhaps you don't drink coffee every day, but you brush your teeth on a regular basis. So um, if you want to use brushing your teeth, because it everything's on our phones these days, so you could technically open your bank account on your phone. So if you have a for example, mine is at discoverbank.com. So I have an app on my phone for Discover and I have it where I can literally just use my thumbprint to get into my phone. It takes less than 10 seconds to log into my account because I use my thumbprint. So literally brushing my teeth with my left hand, I could use my thumbprint with my right hand to check my, uh, my balance. And you'll see why that's important in a second. But whatever it is, choose an existing habit. Um, and if you are going to choose 
making coffee, then maybe put your calendar over on your refrigerator. And if you're going to choose brushing your teeth as the habit we're stacking this on, then maybe put your calendar over by your bathroom mirror. But um, we'll want to choose one of those habits. And then we're going to add in this habit with that. So we're going to add in the habit of checking your bank account balance on a daily basis. I have two options for you. I don't want to overcomplicate this, but I think it's important to at least check your peace of mind balance or your whatever savings account, whatever you called it, to check that balance on a daily basis. I have clients who also want to check their personal checking account balance. Either way, I, I don't care, but you the idea here is to get into a habit of opening your bank account so that you see it in front of you. I am not asking you to track all of your expenses every day. I promise. I'm not asking you to do that. Not yet, because that's not something that you're going to stick to. But you can brush your teeth with the left hand and open your account with the right hand and just look at it, right? That is a habit you can do every single day because it doesn't take very long. And here's where the calendar comes into play. I want you to have a red, a yellow, and a green pen, highlighter, marker, something nearby that calendar. And all I want you to do is when you open up that peace of mind fund and see what that balance is, I want you to do a quick feeling check-in. I know, it's a bunch of psychobabble, right? But it's not because our behaviors are very, very connected to our feelings and our thoughts. So when you open up that account, I just want you to do a quick check of how am I feeling about what I see right there? Am I feeling amazing about that? Am I really excited about that $25 that I see there or that $3,000 that I see there? Whatever number it is, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a matter of what, how are you feeling about that? And if you're feeling amazing about it, I want you to draw a, a, a green X into that day on the calendar. And if you're feeling really crappy about it, I want you to draw a red one. And then of course, if you're feeling somewhere in the middle, I want you to use yellow. And, and that's how we're gonna just note on your calendar how you're feeling about seeing that balance in that account. So again, I think it's important to do at least your peace of mind fund. If you want to also check your personal checking account balance and give a feeling about how you're feeling there too, that works as well. Um, you could do two separate colors if you want to, if you're feeling differently about those two accounts on that given day, or just do an overall feeling. Um, but what somebody like me can do at, at the end of that month is just look at that with you and kind of look for patterns. You know, when are you feeling really good about something? When are you not feeling so good? And then we're also going to be able to check in and see what kinds of behaviors happen just before or just after you have those experiences. So this is really just setting up a feedback loop and it's getting into the habit of checking in on a regular basis so that you know how your money is actually making you feel and how your situation is making you feel. And we'll actually be able to then see how what you feel is affecting the way that you're behaving with your money. So, okay, so that is it. Those are the five different steps that I want you to take in terms of habit stacking, just so that you can take a habit that has nothing to do with money and I want you to now add this small habit in there of checking that account on a regular basis so that you can get the feedback that you need. And again, it's not going to be life changing overnight. OK, I want you to understand that if you transfer two dollars a day for the next six months, you're still only looking at three hundred and sixty bucks. OK, so this is not going to build wealth for you immediately. But what we are going to do is we're going to start to see a compound effect. 
And if you can start doing just this small habit on a regular basis and get that feedback that I'm talking about, then when you sit down with somebody and say, okay, here's my colored month, what do you see? Now we can actually start to build on those habits and add another good habit to it. For example, maybe tracking at that point would be a good idea. And then we can see what are you going to do with the money that you are putting aside? How do you want to use that? How do you want to leverage that and, and kind of go from there? So this is really just a very, very small baby step in the grand scheme of things. But if you can get a hold of this, you will be amazed at what you can do with it. So let's do that. And if you want some more help, because I know this can be confusing when it's just being told to you and it's not looking at your actual numbers, but if you want actual help with this, again, that's where you're going to want to go to chatwithmc.com, book your free icebreaker call, and we'll just get an idea of what number would work really well for you. And maybe we'll figure out a different way to habit stack if this one is not one that resonates with you. You guys, I really appreciate you listening today. And I look forward to hearing about all of the change that you're going to be making in your circumstances and the circumstances of those around you. Until next time, go out and make your money behave. Bye-bye.